Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of the Worth More podcast. I am your host, Cami Bleese, and I am beyond excited to be here with you today, pretty much like I am every episode. But I'm really excited because in today's episode, I'm going to be talking with you about something that affects me every single day. And honestly, it affects you every single day. And that's food and eating and what to eat and when to eat and how to eat and all the questions that we're so often trying to understand or answer. And my eating kind of what the method I prescribe by, I guess, is intuitive eating. If you have read anything that I've written or listened to a handful of these podcasts, you've heard me talk about intuitive eating. However, I actually really wanted to dig into the basics, the fundamentals, and how you can get started on this process. Because if you're like me, then I've been there. I've been stuck in that dieting world where I feared foods and where I had trouble figuring out what sounded good because I couldn't let go of if it was healthy or not healthy or what the calorie count was or if I should eat it in front of other people. And intuitive eating has released me from a lot of those things and I've been very aware of it this week just with how honestly surprised I've been at what sounds good, what doesn't sound good what's left on my plate, what isn't left on my plate, and it's made me feel really thankful to have gone through this process to get where I am today. And I wanted to share some steps with you in hopes of helping you find freedom from food and figure out where you can get started as well. But before we jump into that episode, of course, I want to share with you how I am feeling worth more this week. And basically, I have been doing that by going back to the basics. And I've been doing something with my clients, maybe you saw on Instagram, but pretty much I was like, okay, obviously we all want to be healthier and happier, but what are some simple daily things that we can do to actually get there? And let's have a challenge. And I decided to participate because that only seemed fair. And the two things that I picked for myself were drinking at least 75 ounces of water a day and then doing my morning quiet time and journaling. I know I talk about those things as like really great habits, but I'm going to be real with you and they're still hard for me to do some days and they're hard for me to do consistently. And I decided that the way that I could show myself worthiness and remind myself what was important is to prioritize those two things. I'm drinking water all day long. I have to, to hit my goal. And the thing is, it reminds myself, oh, you need to do this for yourself. You'll feel so much better. You want to check this off of your list. So drink that water, take care of yourself. My morning starts so much better when I can reflect and maybe I have a couple clients and then I get to it or I make sure I'm up 30 minutes early and I get to it. But I am consistently fitting it in, which is making me constantly remember that I'm worthy of that time, I'm worthy of that energy, and I'm worthy of those small daily actions that are a bigger part of my ultimate goal and my ultimate dream. So that is how I'm feeling worthy. If you're interested in joining along on this challenge, it's not too late. Just DM me on Instagram your email and I'll send you the calendar and you can go ahead and log and track right along with us. I'd love to cheer you on. I'd love to hear your goals. Maybe I'll try and do those next month. But 
Anyways, before I get way too down in this rabbit hole, let's go ahead and jump into this episode and learn more all about intuitive eating. So of course you can get books on intuitive eating and there is actually a book that I highly recommend you reading if this is something that you're interested in and it's just called Intuitive Eating. It's by Evelyn Tribble, maybe I'm saying that right, and Elise Reich. Again, hope I'm saying that right. But if you just look up Intuitive Eating, it's a great read and it really helps you better understand ultimately what intuitive eating is and how you can start incorporating it into your life. However, if you are not ready to like dig into the full book, that's all good. Great thing that you're listening to this episode and you can just get the high level points from me for now. So honestly, with any of these types of things, the first thing that you have to do to get started with intuitive eating is to reject diet mentality because intuitive eating is not a diet. It's not a guarantee that you're going to lose weight. It's not a way to somehow get this weight loss in a way that nobody else is thinking of or it sounds really easy and you can eat whatever you want and still, you know, lose the weight if that's your goal. Intuitive eating is so much deeper than that and it's so much more important than your weight loss goal because your weight loss goal completely negates what your body ultimately needs, what it's asking for, and how it makes you feel. Intuitive eating factors all of those things in and you have to factor all of those things in actually to successfully practice this. I say successfully, but it's all subjective to an extent because what sounds good to me on this plan, or I say plan, you know what I mean, but what it sounds good to me through intuitive eating might sound horrible to you. I literally just ate half an avocado and sauerkraut. Honestly, it's my jam right now. Don't you dare judge me, but that might sound horrible to you. And if I was like, no, this is 100% the keyest ingredient of this plan, you'd be like, "Mm -mm, I'm out, bye. But the cool thing is that if that doesn't sound good to you, awesome, you're already practicing intuitive eating and you don't have to eat it. Now, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't eventually try and incorporate new foods and try new things, but when you're getting started, it's really important to first Separate yourself from the tracking, the restriction, the healthy for just the sake of healthy if you hate it. I'm going to be real with you. I do not like plain almonds. They don't taste good to me. I don't enjoy eating them. And yet, every diet program I ever went on was like, have a handful of almonds and blueberries as a snack. Gross. I didn't want to eat it and I never looked forward to it. And... I ended up thinking that to be healthy, I would need to eat these things. You don't have to be. And if they sound great to you, awesome. And if they don't, that's cool too. I know it might feel scary because we've been taught for so long that we don't know what's good for us. We can't trust ourselves. So you have to follow a plan. You have to follow a program. Now, I'm all one for like Pinteresting recipes for sure. But I don't need you to tell me exactly what I'm supposed to eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks every day for the rest of my life because that might not sound good tomorrow. And the beauty 
is that it takes all of those things into account. You get to decide that for yourself. So you can still go and look up these healthy recipes or go to these favorite fast food restaurants or whatever. There truly is balance in finding space for both of those things. But you have to step back from needing a plan. You have to step back from the traps that you can fall into around dieting and around diet culture and honestly around fear of food. And by first rejecting that and questioning it, because honestly, if it worked, it would have worked. And if it lasted, it would have lasted. And I kind of was confronted when I realized like, okay, dieting and hating my body have not at all gotten me where I wanted to be. Let's see what loving my body and taking a step back and connecting with it and practicing intuitive eating does instead. And I'm going to be real with you. Yes, in some ways I have seen a baby bit of weight loss, but ultimately my body's actually pretty much settled where it always wanted to settle. I'm just feeling so much happier about it because the lifestyle that I'm living is not trapped in this fighting mode of proving my worth through my body and proving myself through it. So you have got to decide that diet culture will not have its grasp on you anymore. And it's going to take time. There are going to be moments, especially because it's summertime, where you're going to feel that need or that desire to fall back into it just for this trip or just for this blah, blah, blah. And the reality is, is it's going to be short-lived. You're probably going to set yourself back a little further because you've only now pushed food and fitness back into a space it was never meant to be. But if you consistently choose to practice calmly and patiently and in small ways, intuitive eating and mindful movement, you will last and that will last significantly longer. And you won't have these fears around these events or these trips or these meals. So the first step when you come to practicing intuitive eating is you've got to reject anything that has to do with diet mentality. And a lot of like wellness things can be a diet wrapped up with a tidy bow. So follow people who you know reject that and listen to them when they're saying, "Mm -mm -mm, this is not aligned with what you want to be doing. This is a diet wrapped up, reject it. So that is first number one. Honestly, what I find to be pretty much the most important step or the most important aspect is honoring your hunger and respecting your fullness. This is a key aspect to intuitive eating. So often for so many of us, instead of using our body's hunger and fullness signals as keys and cues, we've used the time of day and the size of plate as our cues. But the reality is, is that sometimes that doesn't actually line up with when we're hungry, when we're full, and if we're still hungry. Because, you know, how often have you maybe filled up your plate with some food and been like, this should be enough. And then you sat down and you ate it. And like 30 minutes later, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm still so hungry. I've been there. And pretty much what I would have first done was judged myself and been annoyed at myself. as, How can you still be hungry? You just had a meal. Well, maybe you didn't eat enough. 
Maybe your body is trying to tell you, hey, those carrots and lettuce and four almonds might have been considered lunch on whatever plan you were following, but it isn't. So you need to eat more. Your body will signal these things, but you cannot judge it for it. You cannot reject it because you're like, no, that is inconvenient that you're hungry. It's like if you needed to pee, would you be like, "Mm -mm, I'm not going to pee. You don't deserve to pee. You peed an hour ago. As someone who has to use the restroom frequently, that is not my reality. When I got to go, I got to go. And to tell myself that I'm not allowed to because I already went an hour ago would be completely ignoring what my body is trying to say in the simplest way. So for you, when it comes to trying to honor how hungry you are or how full you are, you got to tune in. And a key part to that is slowing down. We eat so often with the TV on, phone in our hand, talking to a whole bunch of people. So all of a sudden our plate is gone and we're like, I don't even remember eating all of that. And we feel stuffed. And so you've got to cue into yourself. You've got to honor, when are you getting hungry? How hungry are you? And then respecting, okay, there's still maybe half of my meal on my plate, but I'm full. And that has been kind of an interesting thing that I've adjusted to more recently is, you know, our portion sizes are a little skewed here in the States and it's challenging because I'm like, oh, there's still so much more food left and I want to eat it, but I'm also so full. And I know that if I keep eating, I'm going to feel miserable. And honestly, some days there it's worth it. And I make myself feel miserable, but on a day-to-day basis, the goal is to stop eating when you're full because you are probably fortunate enough to be able to afford another meal when you're hungry and you could buy that same meal if you so chose. So you probably, this won't be your last burger you've ever eaten or your last piece of pizza or your last salad. So stop treating it like it is. Stop when you're full and eat when you're hungry. That is the second key step. Third, Enjoy what you crave. It's hard because cravings are much more heightened when you're in a restrictive mindset. I actually had an interesting conversation with a client the other day and we both kind of were in this weird place of like not a lot of food sounded super amazing. And the more we kind of talked about it, the more I kind of realized, at least for myself, I wasn't being ruled by anything. If I wanted something, I ate it. And if it didn't sound good, I didn't eat it. And all of a sudden, all these things that I had craved for so long because I could never have them didn't sound great either because I could have them if I wanted. And that really wasn't what sounded good ultimately because I was cued in to the type of hunger I was feeling. We so often deny ourselves the things that we crave most, but by denying them, you in turn crave them more. So when you eat something that you're craving, let's say pizza, what I want you to do is actually enjoy it. Experience the food the way it was meant to be eaten. Don't use food as a coping mechanism or as a way to numb things or as a way to just fuel and move forward. We should be so grateful to be able to eat everything that we're eating each day. 
And only when you slow down and experience the taste and experience the texture and experience how it makes you feel, are you able to realize, am I enjoying this food that I craved so badly? Or um, was it more the craving and the fact that I wanted something I told myself I couldn't have? And it's crazy sometimes how you'll realize, I did this with Reese's Pieces. I know that sounds absurd. I went through a season where I ate Reese's Pieces like every week because I had for so long told myself I wasn't allowed to eat Reese's Pieces. And then there was one day where I was like, do Reese's Pieces sound good? I don't know. Let's feel it out. And I ate some and I was like, these taste like pure sugar, not even super peanut buttery and chocolate like you wanted it to be. And I realized I no longer craved them because I was free of the obsession around them because I could have them at any point. And once I could have them at any point, I was paying more attention to do I actually like these? And guess what? The answer was no. Who knows? Maybe someday I'll try it again. But at this point, I don't know how when the last time I had them was. And it's because I was no longer ruled by the craving. I was actually asking myself, do I actually want that? So when you enjoy what you're craving, you can actually decide, do I like eating this because it's really good or do I like eating it because it's bad and I've been told that it's bad and I'm treating myself. But when you stop and you savor and you slow down, you'll realize that there's so much more wrapped up in some of these cravings than you realized. And this is a process and this is an important process. Do not underestimate the power of this. And do not think this is silly or crazy. I am literally telling you, I have eaten chocolate and paid attention to every single bite. And it's crazy how your taste buds adapt after bite six or seven. And it dulls. And you're no longer noticing the flavor as much. It's not as powerful. It's not as potent. Because your body's like, oh, I'm kind of good. But you won't notice that if you don't slow down and enjoy what you're craving and also ask yourself why. The next step that I think that you really need to focus on is making peace with food. I've talked about it before. You can listen to one of my earlier podcasts and I talk about there is no good or bad food. Food is neutral. And we give it a lot of power because of the chemicals that are released in our brain by indulging and the sugars and the memories and all this stuff. But food is neutral and it is your choice how much power you are going to give it around your emotions, around your health, and around every single day. But if you can make peace with food and take risks and try something new or eat a donut that you feared eating for the last 10 years, if you You can give it neutrality. You can take the power out of it. So you've got to make peace with your food and kind of to go with this, but not really, but I'm going to lump it in. We've got to challenge that voice in our head and the food police in our lives and stop giving them so much power. You know, that voice is something that can be your greatest cheerleader or your biggest enemy. And sometimes it's not even the people in your life that are judging the food that you're eating or you as a result of your food choices. Sometimes it's you. 
And the best question I can force you to ask yourself is why? Wait, why does that make me worthless? Why does that make me happy? Why does that make me not a good person? When you question these thoughts in your head and the things that you're judging yourself for, or when someone is trying to food police you and you ask them, but wait, why? Like, we have so much of our own personal experiences wrapped up in how we think and approach and speak towards other people. And often, if someone is policing what's on your plate, it's because they're doing it to themselves and they think that it's helpful. It isn't. They just don't know that. So challenge them. Challenge that voice in your head. And if you don't feel like being confrontational, no big deal. But at least lovingly say, hey, my plate, my business. You could even wear a shirt that my um, Insta friend made, Holy Healed, and it says, my plate, my business. And that will shut them up nice and quick. And you can just leave it at that. But you've got to challenge those people. This is your journey. This is your life. This is your process. There will always be people that think you're eating too much, eating too little, not eating the right foods. But you have to decide for yourself. It's intuitive. It's internal. And it's for you. The fifth-ish, where are we at at this point, guys? My bad. But the fifth kind of key is respecting your body. This is so important. I didn't mean to be so flippant with the number. It's so important. You are created uniquely. Your body is not meant to look like anybody else's. You do not have to look like the Instagram model you follow, like your friend, your mother, or your sibling. You need to make peace with the beautiful body that is yours. When you start listening to what sounds good and what doesn't, when you start moving mindfully, your body will change. Maybe you needed to gain weight because you were so restrictive. Maybe you are going to lose weight because food is no longer a tool you use for comfort and you're paying more attention to how it makes you feel in the long term rather than in the moment. I don't know, but you need to respect your body that is a result of these internal and intuitive choices. We need to take the focus off of the weight in general because food has so much more power in our lives to make us feel fueled, to bring us together. And when we make it sole purpose as good or bad, and weight loss and weight gain, we're completely undermining, ultimately, what it can really do for us. You do not have to look like anybody else to consider your life or your body a success. And I cannot emphasize enough that you need to be respectful to this body that you have and kind to this body that you have. This is absolutely necessary to keeping this a lifestyle. Because if you continue to hate your body through these choices, you're never going to be fully free. Ever. So you must respect your body. Embrace some of the things 
that make it unique and feel neutral towards some of the things that you're struggling with. But hating yourself hasn't gotten you where you want to be. So it's time to start loving yourself through it. The sixth and final thing and point that I want to share is also sort of to debunk, I guess, some people's thoughts towards intuitive eating. I think that people can say it's not health-focused and that it's not um, a healthy way to live because you're incorporating things that aren't healthy. It does matter what you put into your body. But a pizza for dinner one night or a glass of wine or two with your friends is not going to make or break you. And restricting yourself and telling yourself no when you know you really, really wanted it, I don't see as more beneficial. And that doesn't align with the intuitive eating. Because I can assure you through this process, what did I just eat for a snack? An avocado and sauerkraut. And I love pizza and wine and cheese and chocolate and peanut butter ice cream. I love all these things. But that isn't what my body was telling me to eat. That isn't what I ultimately wanted because I've also learned to listen to how it makes me feel. Because it's internal. It's intuitive. It's mine. So yes, you do need to still have health be an aspect, but it doesn't need to be the most important thing right now. You have to honor your health. You should take care of yourself. If you can walk and run and go to the grocery store and get food, you are so lucky. And you need to honor your body that you've been given. But do not make it about having to be quote, quote, healthy. You'll find a balance for yourself through this. And it'll, again, it'll look probably different than my balance and your friend's balance, and anybody else, there's no need to compare this. That is why I can't say, this is what I ate in a day, and if you eat this too, you'll look like me. That is not true. It's a load of bullcrap, and the only reason that you should be referencing those things is for recipe ideas and food ideas. But you will not look like people just because you eat what they eat, because your body is not their body, your life is not their life, and everything beyond that in regards to our makeup, is not the same. So yes, intuitive eating is healthy because it's factoring in both what you need mentally, emotionally, and physically. Having a horrible relationship with your body and food is not healthy just because you ate a salad. So what it's actually doing is it's choosing health from the inside out. It's connecting you to what you put into your body on a much deeper level than most of the diet plans out there that are claiming health. So sure, I may eat more burgers than what the latest diet is telling me to. I can assure you for me personally, I'm healthier, happier, and more at peace than I've ever been than when I was not eating burgers. So... Those are some of the key ways. I'll just recap them very quickly. Mom, that's for you. You have to reject diet mentality to start. You need to honor your own hunger and respect when you're full. Enjoy what you crave and pay attention to it as you eat it. 
release your fear of food and make peace with it and challenge the food police both in your head and in your surroundings. Respect your beautiful body and honor and believe in your health. You are worthy of this. You are worthy of a life that is free from this obsession and this restriction. You can do this. And maybe you live in a land, we call it donut land, where you're eating just everything for a while. That is so normal. If you have questions, message me. Guys, I threw so much of my healthy eating to the wind for a while because I'd restricted myself for so long. But eventually, when I cued in and was like, okay, I've eaten quite a bit of pizza and drank quite a bit of beer, and I don't feel amazing for it, I missed vegetables. And I started to pay attention to how I felt when I started adding them back in and working out again. So if you are afraid of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to eat all this stuff I've been restricting, you probably will for a little while. And that's okay. It's part of the process, I promise. But you are worth overcoming that fear. You are worth releasing food of its power over you that way. And you are worth taking care and honoring this body of yours. So get started. You can do it. I'm happy to answer questions for you. So reach out to me. Read the book if you're more curious about it. You've got this. And I cannot wait to hear how it's going. So let me know. And I will be talking to y'all again very soon next week. Bye, guys. Thank you.